Hey, Sarah. Hey, Terry. Do you want to go on an adventure? Sure. I love adventures. Okay, let's go. Good morning, Sarah. Hello. Are you ready for our first podcast? Uh, yes. But I'm so excited. I know, but I'm not going to be doing eye contact the whole time. Okay. Just so you know. She's not making eye contact, everyone. Okay, so we're talking about Mount Rainier today. Yep. Mount Rainier National Park. Mm-hmm. And where is it? Ashford, Washington. Washington, one of our favorite places, Pacific Northwest. Yes. I even put on my uh, Pacific Northwest t-shirt. I see that. The Great Pacific Northwest. In honor of, of it. Yeah, I just love Washington. We've been there twice now. It's beautiful. But last time we went, we didn't get to go to Mount Rainier. So this second time we went, we went there and we're excited to start our podcast with this one. Yep. So we have a couple of categories that we're going to talk about for each location. And then we're going to give them a score from 1 to 10. Mm -hmm. And then that will be how we rank our experiences. Yeah. Okay. You ready to get started? Yep. Okay. What's our first category, Sarah? <laughs> the first category is outdoor happenings, Ugh. which is uh, what you called, what you named our category that talks about the time of the year, the nature elements, things of that. Okay. Outdoor happenings. We were there, Mount Rainier, on June 9th. Well, we can just say mid-June. We don't have to say every specific detail, right? Okay. I was thinking (laughs) (laughs) that it mattered because... The exact day. Here's why. Because two weeks after we left, they had a heat wave up there, and it was completely different than when we experienced it. So, yeah. yeah. Second week of June, Okay, we were there. In 2021. Yeah, 2021. Let's be clear about that as well. Here's the thing. Before we left, I all of a sudden checked the weather, and we were unaware that it was still cold there and that we had to pack our winter clothes. And so on the day we arrived, I actually had written down the weather. So when we were in the park, it ranged from 36 degrees to 54 degrees. This is in Fahrenheit, just so everyone knows. Yeah, that's true. Well, and... Uh, to back up then, because th- that is a good point about the weather, mm-hmm. we basically had to go to the store and buy brand new clothes. So we knew we needed, we knew at times for what we had planned, we were going to be dealing with snow and things of that nature, but we didn't realize pretty much the entire time it was going to be cold. So we hit up the local Columbia outlet, loaded up on clothes. We got some stuff from Eddie Bauer, too, but we'll talk about more of that in the other section. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it definitely was a shock that it was so cold in June. But the other thing was a lot of the roads and parts of the park were closed still because of snow. Yeah, which was disappointing because we had a lot on our list, and then we realized the week before, oh, we can't do a lot of these things. And I really uh, wanted to see a lot of the park that was closed, so... We'll have to go back another time. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely go back. I remember when we first got there, though, we went to this one parking lot and took your picture, and the, the snow was, mm-hmm. like, feet above you. Yeah, it was at least 12 feet tall. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess let's move on to our next section, which is significant stays. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, what would you rate that one? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I would give it a 10 out of 10. Because when we went at the time, we were living in Florida, and so it was really nice to get out of the heat, and I liked the snow, and it wasn't storming in the winter, so I didn't feel like we were unsafe or something bad was going to happen. It just felt cold out, so it was good for me. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to give it a nine just because certain part of the parks were closed. Yeah, that was that was a bummer. That was a bummer. Okay, so our next component is significant stays. And so this is the the area we talk about, lodging, accommodations, things like that. So I loved the Airbnb. We say that you found that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this Airbnb was definitely my favorite Airbnb I've ever stayed at. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It had this huge back deck, and it was all um, covered, and it had a hot tub that was very private and secluded. Oh, yeah. It had, like, privacy walls and a roof and everything. Yeah, but still breezy. Yeah. It had a barbecue. It had an indoor fireplace. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I'd never used an indoor fireplace before, so yeah. I was like... I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and another, with that in mind too, there, it's in the middle of nowhere. So we had brought in, we had driven in with groceries and stuff and we had gotten some firewood. But then when we got there, that town had the small gas station. Mm -hmm. So we kept going back to the gas station. We, what was the the fire starter? We were buying fire starter, more firewood. Yeah, but it got so toasty in there, remember? It was just like, once that fire got going, it was not like an open fireplace. It was one of those, like, um, I don't know what you call them. They have, like, a door on them, and it closes and opens. Yeah. Ugh, why am I forgetting the name? I don't know, but it was it was fine. Yeah. It was so good. And it was really close to the park entrance. That's yes. what I remember, too. Yeah. Because once you get to the park entrance, you still have to drive quite a while to to get to any of the places we want to go. Mm. Oh, and it also had the best host because they weren't there. It's not like you were in, like, the backyard of someone's home in a little shed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because that host, we even had to message her a couple of times, and she was really responsive. Yeah. Too. I remember that, but. So for me, okay. 10 out of 10. Oh, 10 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, I, I honestly would probably give it a 10 out of 10 too, just because it was so unique. And it's one of those places that if it hadn't, if most of the park hadn't been closed because of snow and you could be at the park longer, like that Airbnb, I would have stayed up for like a week because mm-hmm. it was just really nice. Okay, so the third component we have here is... Uh, what Terry has called the globe-trotting gear. Yeah. Okay. You want to talk about that? Okay. So that's the gear we found most valuable for this adventure. And for me, it was definitely my vest with my fleece because mm-hmm. 
it just worked for this location. So it was cold. Like when we were up um, in Paradise Park, where it was really snowy, it was like so cold. Yeah, and you just was. throw on that vest and it worked so well. And then in some of the lower areas when we were doing hiking and it wasn't so cold, I took off my vest and the fleece was perfect. So that combination, I just loved. And I also think we need to talk about your backpack situation. Oh, so oh my God. I forgot we, about that. <laughs> yeah. We had bought her a brand new Camelback backpack. So it was a bigger one with the bladder for her birthday. And so it was the first hike that she was trying it out on because she had just had back surgery in October. Mm-hmm. So what was that? Eight months earlier. Yeah. So it was... When we went to Mount Rainier, it was the first time that you used it, and mm-hmm. it was not sitting well on your back. But the cool thing about it was we got it from REI, so we were able to take it back to REI and get a camelback that worked better for her back surgery. So Yeah, we ended up going to Portland the day after we left Mount Rainier, so it worked out perfectly. Yeah. There was an REI there. So I felt that was important to say because we did do a couple of hikes where – you know, we both had our camelbacks on. Um, and that was that was one of the things why I love being a member at REI because they help you out when you need to switch out your gear. I would say for me, um, I have two things that were my favorite. So breaking the rules a little because we're supposed oh, to pick one. My but I have breaking two. the rules on our first podcast. Okay, but you had bought me some Eddie Bauer pants before we went. Oh, those pants. And I had never worn that brand, and I was hesitant about it, but I love them. And then the second piece of gear that was very helpful was my hiking sticks. Mm-hmm. What are they called officially? Yeah, hiking poles. Okay, maybe? with the snow piece. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. We also ordered those right yeah. before we Last left because we were like, yeah. oh, we're going to be hiking in the snow. <laughs> Okay, so then I guess how do we, how would we rank gear, like, on a scale of 1 to 10? Like, were we prepared with the yeah, gear? Yeah, I think it would be preparedness. Okay. And for this trip, yeah, Mount Rainier, prepared. I give myself a 10 out of 10 on that. Oh, wow. Okay, I would say 7. Oh, no. What <laughs> happened? Well, the whole thing with, with your backpack. We did have to, it didn't work yeah. well for you. So we did have to get that traded out. But my baby took care of me. <laughs> took me to REI. Yeah. We, we had it handled. But I would say preparedness was like a seven because it wasn't like we already knew tried and true gear. Because some of the times, most of the time, actually, we're using gear we've already had that we've used on different adventures and different trips. And I feel like this trip was an example of when we came in with some new gear we hadn't used before. Mm-hmm. And so we were just trying to see if it was going to work or not. Oh, yeah. Now, I didn't pick this for mine, but I did get REI hiking boots right before we went, too, because my hiking boots were worn out after years of use. And they were perfect. I was a little bit worried about breaking them in on the trail. Yeah, that that is true, actually, because that was probably the reminder to me about the backpack, because we did go and get her waterproof boots right before we left. And the worker at the local store was like, hey, if you're having issues with these on the trail, you can go trade them out. We have a ton of locations over there. And then that's what clicked in my head of, oh, yeah, this if this pack doesn't work, we can switch out too. Yeah, and that REI store was so cool. The yeah. two stories. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, so our fourth category 
is gulps and goodies. One of my favorite categories. Okay, so I really don't have a ton to say here for <laughs> Mount. Why, why is that Mount Rainier? Because it was in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> so there were there weren't really like a ton of places to get stuff from. But what I did make note of is we had bought groceries and stuff, and so we came. When we were at Mount Rainier, we had packed a ton of different stuff. I remember Nutella sandwiches. That was my favorite. Oh, I was just going to say, did you not like the Nutella sandwiches I made you? I loved it. Okay. But what I'm thinking of is like, this was sort of like, we sort of made it our own, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, there's this local place. You got to check it out. It was... Definitely. And I think there was a restaurant in a lodge. Um, I can't remember the name of the lodge, but it was in Mount Rainier. But when we drove by, the line was out the door. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it also is important to note that we did not want to go to places that had a ton of people and inside because of COVID. Yep, we were doing the COVID thing and staying outdoors, socially distant. Yeah, so we ate most all of our food at the Airbnb or on like on a trail or something. But did you enjoy the nut mixes? Oh, yeah, that is true. Those are good, too. Yeah, so I think I would give for the the gulps and goodies probably just like a six. You know, it was basic. It was okay. it was good food. I'm like, we were able to eat nothing special, just more like basic trail food. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I remember about food for Mount Rainier. Actually, not much, except <laughs> for what you reminded me. And here's the story. We bought burgers. From, I don't know if it was Safeway or what, but we flew into Portland. I forgot about this. We flew into Portland and went to one of the major grocery chains. I do think it was Safeway. Yeah. And so we get to our Airbnb. Like we we bought groceries. Yeah, groceries. So we get to the Airbnb. I'm making these burgers on the barbecue. And my burger like falls apart on the barbecue. And it has like... It looks like black fishing line in it. It was so disgusting. And I just immediately got nauseous and was like, I can't eat this. But I still cook Sarah's because it didn't do that. It didn't crumble and it didn't look like how the other burger did. So then, (laughs) so then she cooks, cooks the burger and then says, Hey, all right, let's eat. I take a bite into it. I didn't it. tell her what happened to mine. Yeah, I had no idea. I take a bite into it. I'm like, oh my God, what is going It was so nasty. Yeah, it was so gross. And then as soon as she bit into it, I was like, oh yeah, mine was so gross. Yeah, so that that was pretty rough and brutal. But we had to make the best of it because we're out in the middle of nowhere, really, compared yeah. to like the city. So we had uh, leftover chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was kind of just like being at home and getting like a nasty burger. Yeah, it really was. So, but what would you rank for the food? Oh, like two. Yeah, that was (laughs) It makes me want to change my my score now because I had forgotten that happened. I'm actually going to deduct mine down to a five. You blocked it from your memory. Yeah, I never want to remember it again. Because, yeah, it just, that experience for food wasn't great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we lived off of like Nutella sandwiches and trail mix. Because we were there, I think, at that location, like, a couple of days, so. And they didn't even have any cool coffee shops or anything in this little town, which is fine. It's remote. It's meant to service. Right. The National Park. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was a great town. We have no issues with it. It just was, you want to come to the town with what you need. Yeah. And then if you need some, like, if we wanted to go buy, you know, more burgers or something else, we had to drove like an hour. I do remember a couple of restaurants, but I remember them being closed. Like, there was a yeah. German restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that, that was the thing, too. It was either there... There's only a handful of restaurants, mm-hmm. and half of them were probably closed, and then half of them had long lines, so... Okay, so next category. Oh, I have a thought. Okay. <laughs> when we got back from our trip, someone asked if you brought your hiking poles on the plane. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. They were in our checked bags. Yeah. Why? Because remember, they were so surprised. Oh, they were like, yeah. oh, you can bring those on a plane. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's a good point. We can go back for a quick second to the globetrotting gear. Globetrotting gear. We, when we came back from this trip, we actually had several questions about how we knew what to do or how we knew what to bring or all this stuff. And so there was a question about our hiking poles. Um, Which we've had for a long time. Yeah, we've had poles for a while. We did buy, um, we lost the snow pieces, so we did rebuy the snow pieces. But yeah, so our hiking poles, we just checked them in our uh, checked bag. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they they are expandable, right? Yeah. That's the word for it. So they fit, they fit fine. Like, obviously, you can't have them, you know, five foot long or something. Um, so maybe they didn't realize. And I realize. wouldn't bring them in my carry-on. Yeah, no, no, not your carry-on. Definitely check bag. There's what. Well, and another thing we always do is any gear that we put into our checked bags, we always take a full picture of beforehand, just in case something does happen. That we have documentation of what was in that suitcase right. for insurance reasons. Just because over time, if we have a we've acquired quite a bit of gear because we've made investments and whatnot, and so the last thing we want is if for some reason a bag was to go missing, us to not realize what all was in it, and mm-hmm. then we'd really be out. Um, so that's just another sort of pro tip we do. Yeah, and they were like asking about our clothing, and we get ours at Columbia Outlet normally. Mm-hmm. Or just outlet stores in general on the off season. So you can, like that vest I was talking about that I gave my gear 10 out of 10, it was 20 bucks. Yeah, retail for like 200, I think it was yeah. almost. But yeah, that's another thing we'll do is we, we do, there are a couple of outlets that are, you know, within a day's drive that we can go to. And also online, a lot of the, the big stores have outlets online. And so we just will, you know, randomly keep track and we'll check what's going on because we generally know about a year or two out where our priority trips are. So we can start already following, hey, we, we want to go to this place. So we need to have X, Y, Z if we don't already have it. But yeah, that's, that's another good tip. We never pay full price for any of the gear we have. So. Yeah, if you're just going to a store and you're having to pay full price, that that's expensive. But we try to be pretty wise about how we spend our money there. Mm-hmm. So our last category, which for me might be the most fun category, is what Terry has called recreational romps. And so this is where <laughs> we talk about what we actually did <laughs> while we were there. So what okay. did we actually do? So what did you do? Well... <laughs> <laughs> What did we do adventuring out there? 
there there was a couple of things we did, obviously, but I'm only gonna note, you know, some of my top favorites. Okay. Because there's a ton of stuff. And we're gonna again post this on the website and everything, so feel free to check the show notes for links to all the details. But I would say from a photo a photo opportunity, like my favorite thing we did was stop at Box Canyon. And we were probably only there like long enough to use the porter potty and take a picture and then we mm-hmm. left. But the picture, there's this spot when you're standing over this bridge, like on the sidewalk, so it's safe, of Box Canyon. And it is just the most beautiful picture I've I've seen. And it's just like of, of the scenery. So You love that picture. Yeah, that I look at that picture all the time. And, like, pedestrian danger there. You're driving through, and there's people just, like, running over the road. It's just crazy there. Yeah, yeah. I will say on the bridge there's the sidewalk, but on the road, you have to cross the road. And so that's where it can be dangerous. Yeah, because the parking lot is on one side, and then to get the picture, you have to cross the road. Yeah. So... Certainly, you always have to be cognizant of your surroundings. <laughs> Don't hit people in Mount Rainier Park, National Park. Comet Falls was my favorite hike. I think it was the longest hike we did while we were at Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. So we hiked a little over a mile and straight up. Yeah, and when we started, there was no snow on the ground. And then as we kept going, then there was a lot of snow on the ground. And we had to decide if we are going to keep going or not. But do you remember that hiker who was like, we were like struggling. So every like 10 minutes, well, at least I was, every 10 minutes I was like, I need a break. And then this guy's like running up the trail. Yeah. And he's he like, was running. I just did like an eight mile hike over here. And now I'm doing this one. Yeah. It definitely made me a little bit jealous of the fact that he lived close enough to be able to do that regularly because he told us that he did that frequently. But he was the one who told us about the snow issue. Yeah. And the thing about that is, again, we went in June and so the snow is melting. And so he told us that on a previous hike he did that morning he had actually fallen halfway through his body, fell through on the snow because he was doing a hike on a trail that was covered in snow. And then wherever he stepped, it was one of those points where, you know, the snow was melting and underneath the surface level, there was water and it really wasn't sturdy snow anymore. And so, yeah, he fell through to his waist, he said. And I was just thinking, like, I don't think I could get out if I fell through to my waist. <laughs> you'd, you'd be pulling me out. Yeah, that that would have been crazy. So once we got to a point and we were like, the snow does not feel stable anymore. We made the decision to stop and eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then it was so crazy because when we looked back, it was like we were eating and then looked back and there was like, you could see when you looked back, like a foot of snow, but then underneath mm-hmm. it, like water was running. Right. So it's like you could have easily fallen through. Yeah. But I will say we did not go far in the snow. Like no. one, as soon as it got that way, we stopped and had a snack. Yeah. And then we turned back around. Cause we ate the, those n- Nutella sandwiches. Yeah. Because we, th- this, this hike was one of the first ones we did. And so we weren't trying to 
get injured or anything. So we always play it safe. Well, I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. I always play it safe. I do too. I know, what? but I just, I feel like sometimes I have to say, all right, we, we got to the round. Okay. Sarah's definitely the safety patrol in the relationship. She's really good <laughs> at keeping us on track when our safety is at stake. Yes. Okay. So what would you say about recreational romps? Okay. Well, for, I'm going to just first talk a little bit more about Comet Falls because we never made it to the falls. And that was disappointing because I saw all the pictures online mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, we're going to go see this fall. And it was like what I wanted to do there. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So. But we did. There was waterfalls that we. There yeah. were waterfalls that we saw. We saw along. two waterfalls along the way. One of them was Christine Falls. That was beautiful. But the thing is. The app has, the National Park Services has this app now, and you can see where you're at um, on a hike. And so we're thinking, like, we've gone so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were like, uh, we're almost there. And so we're deciding, should we turn back or not, which we do. And I pull up the app, and it is like, <laughs> we have gone a quarter of the way. There's so much further to go, and we're just like, no, no, yeah. let's just eat. And turn around. <laughs> yeah, because that's when when we checked out the app, too. That was when we had first sort of hit that snow where we were like, ooh, this doesn't seem right or seem safe. And then we saw how much further we had to go. Yeah. And we had other things on the agenda for the day. So we just decided, hey, let's move on. One of my favorite things that day, kind of how you were talking about Box Canyon, was taking um, Stevens Canyon Road all the way across the park to the Grove of the Patriarchs. Oh, yeah. So that was really cool because that road had amazing views. Um, we got to stop at Reflection Lake, which, surprise, was not a reflection because there was snow all over yeah, it. Yeah, it was covered <laughs> in snow. But we did get to see uh, Mount Rainier. That was like the one and only time. Oh, which, by the way, no one tells you, or maybe we didn't do enough research, it's not guaranteed that you're going to see Mount Rainier. Apparently, it's very cloudy there a lot of times. So if you're only going for a day, you might not see it. We saw it for, what, like 30 seconds that day? Yeah, it was... It it was sort of crazy because some of the things, too, because we always do research before we go, is... Mm -hmm. All these different places, it's not always clear what time of the year or what small window or what time of the month or what time of the day or something like that to really get the most out of it. So that's a good point to mention is that you may or may not see it if you're only there for a day. Yeah. It's beautiful regardless. And there was, I always like search for pictures online because I love seeing the pictures. So when you look up Mount Rainier National Park, you'll see hundreds of pictures of the mountain. Just be aware, you might not see the mountain. (laughs) But anyway, it was really beautiful, this drive. And um, there was definitely a lady following us the whole way that was very chatty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you'll run into those as well. But we definitely got some amazing pictures. And then we got to the Grove of the Patriarchs, which was a really fun trail. It was just redwoods um, on an island that you got to walk around. And it was it was just really fun. Did you, did you like that part of the trip? Yeah. And what I remember, too, about when we made it over there, because that, that was about how long of a drive would you say it was from the Paradise 
point we were at all the way over to the the Grove of the Patriots. I don't remember, but it feels a long time, like an hour and a half maybe. It was, yeah, it was, it might have been even a couple of hours. Yeah. Because we did stop to take some pictures. I mean, we weren't out of the car a long time, but part of the reason too that you have to keep in mind with these national parks is, for instance, it may be 20 miles, a 20 mile drive. But at some parts of the park, if you can only drive 30, uh, 30 miles per hour, you know, it's not a 20-minute drive. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's even 50 miles per hour because it's so you're up so high and there's, like, just the road on the side just drops off. You have to drive very safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, the other thing that I wanted to say about that, too, is when we got to that other side of the park, we went to a ranger station and we got the... The books, we, the, what are they called? Oh, Junior Rangers? Yeah. So we yes. submitted, we like filled out all the activities and we got the wooden badges. We definitely got our Junior Ranger badge. And those are so cool. They're actually really neat looking. Yeah, they're fun. And we got our stamp for our passport books. So if you're into collecting your passport stamps for the national parks. Yeah, if you're a nerd. and Oh, I am definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's, you know, it's not for everyone. But I definitely like the badges. Yeah. And there was one, one part, we'll talk about a different episode, that they gave you a badge and a patch. Oh, the patches are so fun. Yeah. Okay, so what for recreational romps, I would give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, I have one more. Can we talk about though? Okay. Okay. Narada Falls. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this place was so fun. It was um, when you go up to Paradise area, uh, that's the place where the big meadows are that you see the pictures of, which again, we didn't get to see because there was just snow everywhere. We did drive up. It was cool uh, to see everyone's... Um, what were they like snowshoeing and skiing? Yeah, they they full out had legitimate snowshoes, um, cross country skis. Yeah, there was you you had to do a bit of a well. That was another thing that we wanted to do, but we couldn't quite do because of how just the snow worked out and everything. But you can hike. You can hike in the snow to get to a point where you can do the cross-country skiing. Mm-hmm. But I remember uh, because Terry had just had her back surgery eight months ago, so we were still being very cautious about what we did. We weren't going to be risking anything. But I remember that being something that you could do that time as well. But we didn't do that one. Yeah. So Narada Falls, you pull into the parking lot. You can tell it's going to be a very popular stop, but we were there so early because of our awesome planning. Yep. FYI, national parks, get up early and go first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so we hike along this little path, and then all of a sudden you hit the snow, and you're like, this is going to be interesting. And it, it was steep, but not slippery. Yeah. It was, if there was no snow, it would have been no problem. Mm-hmm. But because there was snow and we didn't know if it was going to be icy or not, we were being extra cautious. And because we are both independent women, we took our own trails down. <laughs> yeah, we. that is one thing when we hike. Sometimes we have differences about what is, you know... The best path? The exact way. Because my way works very well for me. Yeah. But that also was a location where... 
there wasn't one clear path and you're going to get lost if you go off of it. It was, it was pretty an open like landscape you Mm -hmm. could say, and you could see clear where. Yeah. The path was not clearly marked. Yeah. The path was not marked. So we each took our own routes and we each got there. (laughs) Yeah, we did. And we each came back and it worked out. Right. The falls was amazing though, right? Mm -hmm. It was really beautiful. Definitely worth a stop. Yeah. And I think that's one of the first major stops when you enter from the park entrance that Mm -hmm. we entered from. Yeah, don't just look at it from the parking lot because it's cool from the parking lot. Just hike down, do the hike down. It's not far. It's amazing. Yeah, I actually remember that being one of the things because we... We always check when we're doing the parks and anything outside when sunrises, and so we had timed it where we got to the park first thing in the morning, right at sunrise, and we went there at the begin or earlier in the day, and then after we there was no one there when we were there. Yeah, yeah, and then after we drove to the other side of the park and then came back over in the afternoon when we were leaving. That place was covered up with mm-hmm. tourists taking pictures, but not actually but doing the hike. all from the parking lot, right? Yeah, they yeah. weren't actually doing the hike. They were just standing from the sidewalk. It's a shame they didn't didn't hike down. But then again, they did not have hiking poles. That's true. Yeah, the hiking poles. You couldn't, you couldn't have done that hike in the snow without the hiking poles. Yeah. Oh, so glad we brought those. Yeah, that was good. Okay, so what would you score would you give the recreational? Okay, so the recreational, I'm going to give it... A nine because it was awesome, but I also missed out on the Paradise Meadow because of the snow oh, and Mirror yeah. Lake. Yeah. All, those were two of the things on my list that I really wanted to see mm-hmm. and actually seeing Comet Falls. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with a national park. They're all so beautiful. Whatever time of the year you're there, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to get beauty. But, yeah, definitely uh, missed those things. Yeah, and also that just gives us more perspective when we go back. Okay, hey, these are on our list, so we need to make sure we do it the right time. Hit those first thing in the morning. So I... What's yours? What's yours? Yeah, so the total that I... uh, If we add up all the categories, I gave our trip here a 42 out of 50, and you gave it a 39 out of 50. Wow. Yeah, so... Uh, what's that? A B plus, A minus kind of a mm-hmm. ranking. Now we do have our questions that we end with. Yeah. Would you go back? Absolutely. Would you? Yeah, I would. Okay. Was it worth it? Yes. Yes. I mean, here's the thing with national parks. I love national parks and you can do them so affordable. Like it's mm-hmm. just so affordable for so much fun. Right. Yeah, I will I I will agree with that for was it worth it totally because national parks are one of the few places that I feel like any budget can go and have a great time. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about going to a city or going to an amusement park or going to some kind of entertainment, not necessarily every budget level can have a great time. Yeah. So, I agree with that. And then last question, favorite moment from the trip. Oh, favorite, favorite moment. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to think about this for a minute. Do you have yours? I think for me, the favorite moment in the trip was honestly the Airbnb. Like, I know that's not really a moment, but it was just when we first arrived, like, we had we had flown all day. 
to get there. Then we had to drive in from the city. We had already stopped to get groceries. So it was a really long travel day. And then as we were getting closer and closer and closer, and then we pulled into the little community the Airbnb was in, then we were trying to get in, and then we're in, and then we just like see the back door space. It was just like, it felt like we were on a escape, like <laughs> escape from reality kind of thing. Stop that because you read my mind. <laughs> As you were starting your sentence, uh-huh. I, I thought about my favorite and I was thinking, can I say the Airbnb? And then you went ahead so I can go ahead. Okay. Matt Rainier was awesome. Definitely want to go back in, uh, like if we were two weeks later, you yeah. know, not that I want a heat wave to happen, but you know, with the snow melted and the, the Airbnb, this was my favorite moment. When we were in the hot tub and then the fire was going inside. Oh, yeah. You know? And it was just like so peaceful and relaxing. It was a break from life. We were like in the middle of nowhere. It was cold outside in the hot tub. And then it was like chilly when we got out. And then the house was just so warm with that fire. It was just like perfect. It was really cozy. Because the other thing too, which is a good point, is... When, when you're there, you hear nothing else. You, there's not traffic. There's not, you know, sirens going off, all kinds of dogs barking. You know, mm-hmm. it's just silent. And so we live in an apartment. And so we're, there's always noise. And so it was just really cool to experience sort of like nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's us, Adventure Wives Adventuring. well still working on it but um yeah so we'll have to we'll have to record another one on uh another trip yeah any suggestions for our name feel free shout out (laughs) let us know i think it should be adventure wives the podcast and terry thinks adventure wives adventuring okay so if you have any other ideas let us know Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at AdventureWives or visit our website, AdventureWives.com, for more information. Adventure Wives. <laughs>